Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Another episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I am your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. And again, Happy New Year, sis, to you. I am super excited to be back in front of the microphone with you today with another episode. And girl, we're going to get into some tea today. But before we do, I just wanted to make a couple of quick announcements. If you are new to the podcast, girl, welcome. I am so excited that someone either shared this with you or you found me via whatever outlet. I am so thankful to be able to continue to do this and serve you. But I also want to let you know, if you have been enjoying the podcast, take a couple of minutes and leave me a review on iTunes. I love reading y'all's reviews. I love when y'all send me messages on Instagram, but I definitely love to be able to see how the podcast is impacting you. So definitely leave me a review. And then if you enjoyed this episode, or if you have a friend or a sister who is definitely probably impacted by this topic that we're going to talk about. I myself have definitely share it with her because I know that it will be such a blessing to be able to get the rundown and the tea on that. So before we get started, I wanted to let y'all know that this month I'm going to be really heavily talking a lot about time management um, and really kind of delving into that. I know we talked last week about how to start the new year off differently And so I wanted to kind of start the year in January off with talking about your time management because I know we're all thinking new year, new me. Um, I know I have girl, period, and really trying to be a little bit more on it when it comes to different things. And so I'll be talking about a lot of the things that stop us from stepping into our goals, stepping into who we want to be, stepping into just the things that we are managing, and also really just trying to get organized for the year. So I'm going to give y'all a little sneak preview. I'm not even going to release this on my Instagram because I really want to um, just share with y'all first. So if you're getting the first tips on this, definitely, definitely know you're getting some tea. So on um, in February, I'm going to actually be launching a class. It's going to be completely free um, because I really wanted to be able to, again, I'm giving y'all some of the 
insight into it on the podcast, but I want to let you know that on February 10th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am going to be doing a class that's going to be called The Four Reasons Why Self-Sabotage and Procrastination Are Impacting Your Discipline, Productivity, and Fulfillment. I truly believe after having, this will be like my two-year anniversary of time management coaching, and after serving almost 70 clients, I realized that a lot of them struggle with self-sabotage and procrastination, and these are due to so many different reasons, which I'll get into in detail, but I want to talk about the four reasons why this is impacting them, but also why it's really impacting their discipline. And so they really want to get disciplined, but are finding a hard time following through and being disciplined, their productivity and their fulfillment. And fulfillment really comes in with enjoying what you're doing, enjoying how you're doing it, enjoying how you're showing up. So I'm going to talk about that in the free class. So because y'all are getting the first dips, the first tips and the free tea, I'm going to share it freely on my class that I will be doing on February 10th. So there will be a link in the show notes for you to sign up. If you are on my show of sis waitlist, you'll get that information as well. But I want to give you all a first chance to sign up for the class free. And it will be again on February 10th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I can't wait to talk to y'all. So... Let's get into the thesis. So we're going to be talking today about self-sabotage. And I could go into this in grave, grave, grave detail, but I want to kind of give it to y'all real quick, real simple on what it looks like from a professional standpoint, but also in general, what it looks like practically. So we're going to go to a quick story time first. So I don't think that anybody can ever say they've never self-sabotaged. I can say for myself that I have personally self-sabotaged in so many areas before, especially when it comes to doing anything that has a lot to do with ambition or things that I am learning in counseling that I'm just pushing past when it comes to different things. If it's boundaries, if it's um, pushing something out of my head that's so, so, I know like a burden from God or something that I am doing in general that is out of my comfort zone in general. It is so hard for me sometimes. And so I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are super, super like successful. There has been some point in some way that you have self-sabotaged, felt imposter syndrome, felt bad about yourself in some way that has stopped you from actually taking steps or moving towards what you desire. Currently, this is my thing with my health. I have been wanting to lose weight for so long. Um, I gained a bunch of weight when I was in grad school and I gained about 20 pounds in a matter of two years. And it has been so hard for me to lose the weight, mostly because of self-sabotage. I either start and I just give up or I my the way I look at fitness is very negative because it's always seeming like it's a failure. It never has always been a positive thing. And that's just me being transparent. And so as I've been truly, really trying to work on that area, I've come up against my own thought process about it and my beliefs about health. And I've had to really shape and change my perspective on this. 
But also that has come up for me in business. That has come up for me in my mental health work. If I'm thinking specifically about mental health, there have been times where I've worked through boundaries or actually believing I can put in boundaries when it comes to family, when it comes to friends, because I just have always thought that it wasn't possible for me because of the amount of uncomfortability, the amount of it's so outside of my comfort zone. I've never been taught this before. Why am I the one that has to implement and put these things in or change my belief system around that? And what I have really learned through going through this process in multiple different ways, whether it be business, because that's a whole nother spiel T, I mean, a whole nother spiel is that me stepping out of my comfortability is where the growth happens. And that's so cliche to say, but practically what that looks like is really changing your belief system about it. So I'm going to get into self-sabotage and I'm going to talk about how this actually comes up because actually what happens when we self-sabotage is we talk ourselves out of doing things that we know is either possible for us or we may not believe it's possible. And so again, we downplay ourselves, we talk down on ourselves, and there's a number of reasons why this happens. And so self-sabotage within itself um, can stop us from actually walking towards the things that we really want, really desire to have, um, or things that we just feel like we don't have enough of, which I'll go into all detail of that in a second. But I really want to encourage you, sis, because spiritually, if I'm just in talking from a spiritual sense, God has given us everything we need. Now, it really goes into your mind of you trusting, believing, having faith. But if I'm going to speak practically, it really goes into going with what you know can be true because you've seen God do it before. And so I'm going to really talk from a space of the practical piece of this. Um, I can talk spiritual about this, but I really want to give you some meat on how you can look at this in a very practical way and then start making steps towards that. So self-sabotage in general, by definition, this is straight from Google, is the behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. So self-sabotage by itself in general at large is any thought or behavior that you do, behavior being you avoid stuff, behavior being that you project things and they hold you back and prevent you from doing what you ultimately want to do. So these are things you tell yourself. This is that voice in your in your mind that you tell yourself, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. This isn't going to work. I'm not, I'm not capable of doing this. I've seen other people do it. I can't do it. You compare yourself. All types of things come up for you. And in general, with this thought process, it really impacts how you show up, which is goes into show up, sis. But it really impacts how you show up because the, the foundation of self-sabotage is your belief system. It's what you believe about X, Y, and Z and what you do. This also comes into line where we're going to talk a lot about boundaries. If you are someone that just has a lack of boundaries, there's a belief system tied to that because either you've never been taught, you've always been guilt tripped, you've always been told you have to do it this way. And so there's this conditioning where we feel as though it's easier for me to just do what I always, I've always done instead of actually doing something outside of that, which goes completely against our belief or our thought process about something. And so when we're talking about self-sabotage, where I'm talking to clients about this a lot of times, I am really, really digging into what you believe about yourself, what you believe about the thing you're trying to go after, and really what you've been taught or conditioned to believe about this. In Romans 12 and 2, 
the Bible talks, and we all know this scripture. And I really try to give this scripture in light because what I've learned about this scripture in particular is this is the foundation and core thing that God, I feel like, tries to change in us. So Romans 12 and 2 says, do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So if I'm going to switch to a spiritual lens real quick, the Bible talks about God transforming you into a new, transforming us into new people by changing the way we think. The Bible doesn't talk about God changing our actions, changing what we do, changing the way we treat, like do all these things. He wants to change the way we think because in all actuality, if your thinking shifts, your actions shift. So and, and and this is again a way deeper, like way deeper thing that I could go into grave detail about, but I don't have time to talk about that all sis. So if you want to know more, definitely come to the free class um on February 10th, and I will go into more detail about this. But it within self-sabotage, I'm gonna kind of go through really quickly some things that impact the way that this comes up. And so when self-sabotage comes up, a huge part of this has a lot to do with our belief in ourselves. And those are, there are a number of factors with this, but I'm going to give you a couple quick ones that are just like kind of going to, and I'll go into detail more in the class, but I definitely want to give this to you now. So the way self-sabotage comes up in an array of ways is there's, can be sometimes a fear of failure. So we have this thought process where we feel like, if I do anything, it's going to automatically fail. Or there may even be evidence around that because you may have tried something and it failed. And so there becomes this, again, this belief system that if I do this thing, I'm going to fail. And so it becomes the evidence of what you rely on. And again, the Bible talks about faith being the evidence of things hoped for. Um, no, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So a lot of times when you're believing something to be true, especially when it's coming from God, you can sometimes be moving in a place or a pace that is unseen. But when you have evidence or if somebody has hurt you or they've done something or you've had a failed relationship or whatever, there's evidence to make this thought or this belief be true to you. And so it's sometimes really hard to shift out of that because we feel like this is automatically true in my life. There's another thing where it can be a lack of self-worth. So we have this feeling of I'm not good enough. So nothing I do is going to ever be good enough. Let me know if that's true for you. Unresolved trauma. So unresolved trauma, if trauma comes up for you, so if rejection comes up, you feel like no matter what I do or put out or how I start making that be done, it's going to be rejected. So I might as well just reject even doing it because I've already seen evidence of this in the past. So it becomes a belief system. And these things can be sub- subconscious. So in the in in a just very like psychology term, they can be very deeply rooted and you might not even know. So some of these things, especially when it comes to trauma, we don't see on the front end. We don't see that we're dealing with rejection. We don't see we're dealing with people pleasing. We don't see that we're dealing with overachievement or performance or trying to get approval or validation. We don't see that on the front end. And so it really can be deeply rooted. And so the the biggest thing is really working through where does that come up for me?
perfectionism where you feel like you got to be super perfect or everything has to be in order before you actually do something I was telling a client about this other day and I told her girl there are so many things in my business that I know are balls that are dropped right now but I just don't have the actual capacity to handle them but if I let those things stop what I'm doing I will always be moving in a place of feeling like everything has to be perfect before I actually make steps so perfectionism can be one another one can be putting yourself down needing for instant gratification, self-blame, where you blame yourself all the time when something happens, information versus execution, which basically goes into feeling as though you need more information before you actually do something versus actually just executing what you already have. Comparison, which is a whole spiel, sis, of self-sabotage, but I don't have time to go all the way there. Um, Make sure you sign up for their free class. And then negative self-talk, which really goes into talking a lot about, and I want to get to the last one because that's the one I really want to go into detail about, but negative self-talk is where you really just talk so negatively to yourself. And this can go into um, things that I try to remember that I've learned in therapy that my therapist said is, would you tell your best friend what you tell yourself? And honestly, no, I wouldn't. Some of the things I tell myself are some of the things I may believe about me Um, especially when it comes to um, the things that I do, like my job, quote unquote, which is my business, I always tell myself, well, maybe God won't show up for me. Or maybe he doesn't care about what I'm doing. Or maybe I'm not doing enough for him, which is a whole spiel that goes really back into some of that unresolved trauma where like I'm so for me being transparent I used to really struggle with lack of self-worth I felt like a lot of my self-worth self-worth was tied to accomplishments because I was a student I was a person that you it didn't it wasn't hard for me to do something at the last minute it wasn't hard for me to make an A it wasn't hard for me to be like girl I'm gonna push that out it doesn't matter all of that And so I equated a lot of these accomplishments growing up to my value. And so when I became an adult and, you know, got into the real world and really started to build my personal relationship with God, God really checked me about um, trying to perform to do things for him or stay in this box of religion or become what they say very legalistic, where it's like you do X, Y, and Z to prove that you're a good Christian And that can be a very slippery slope because it becomes a thing where performance becomes the way you do things. And so you overachieve or you overcompensate and you don't know what the value is of rest. You don't know what the value is of giving yourself grace. You don't know the value of seasons that really you shouldn't be doing too much and you're just doing too much. Like when I had Elijah, y'all, why was I a month postpartum? trying to study for a licensure exam like breastfeeding full-time pumping when I'm sitting there studying and my baby is with my husband I could be spending time with my child I'm sitting up here in front of a computer studying like pushing myself to unrealistic ends to prove to myself I can do it because I was trying to meet a timeline trying to meet in my mind like these certain things guys have really shown me like you don't have to do all of this And also because we've never been taught rest, because we were the generation of people who went to college or went to go get these nice paying jobs, our parents really didn't have the tools to know that they were raising kids that were going to have to be addicted to phones 
or be on social media. They didn't know back in the 90s or the 80s or, you know, all of that time that their kids, when they were adults, were going to be infiltrated with information. So the level of tools that they had were very limited. They only had what they know. So we're all figuring it out, (laughs) girl, all together. And so we place a lot of blame on ourselves for not having it all together or feel like we're not doing enough. And what I realized is that in my 20s and really my early 30s, I shouldn't have life figured out. I should not know everything. Why? Because as a 60-year-old, they live 60 years of life. They know a lot more and have a lot more wisdom on different things that at 31 years old, I don't have. I tell my mom all the time when she's telling me stuff about parenting, I tell her, you know, as an adult that has a toddler, I have to take what I learned with a grain, what what I'm getting from you with a grain of salt, because I don't know everything. You got to allow me to make mistakes. And I think as a parent, I've learned that my mom is always trying to protect me. But what that has done is like sheltered me and has made me feel as though maybe I'm not okay enough with making my own decisions. And so I've had to learn one, that personal boundary for myself is there are certain things I can't say to my mom as an adult that I probably could or wanted to say to her as a teenager, but as an adult, there has to be a boundary with me not saying certain things as a parent or me not sharing certain things as a wife, because some wisdom that I may get or advice I may get may not always be what I need or may not be for the generation that I am in. The the children of Israel, whose parents all died off before they went to the promised land, they couldn't tell those kids that were born that actually went to the promised land what to accept because they never experienced it. And so as a 31-year-old millennial who's gone to college, got a master's degree, has a license, has a good paying job, quote unquote, There are certain things that I can't take advice on, but there are certain things I can. And so just being mindful of that and going back to self-sabotage with the negative self-talk, there can be a lot of sometimes unresolved trauma that you may not know about that you talk so down to yourself when really you have to heal and give yourself grace. But those things can show up when you're trying to step out and do things or start something new or do a hobby or do something small. It doesn't always have to be achievement. But it can stop you from taking those steps. So that's, I went on that tangent for that one. And then last but certainly not least is worry. With worry, there is this blindfold of feeling like nothing's going to work out. And so you worry and worry and worry and worry and worry that you literally talk yourself out before making steps. And so one of the things I learned that I try to keep in my mind all the time or when I am worrying is go to God. This has been a new um, thing for me, which I'll share with y'all of just like my natural reaction is to always rely on my accountability. Um, And that's a great thing to have. There's nothing wrong with having accountability. But I think for me last year, what I realized is I relied so much more on my accountability than God. I went to friends for advice who were, you know, had wisdom, all of this, And what I realized later on in the year is that there were certain things that friends couldn't help with. And it was self-sabotaging of me to rely so heavily on layers and layers of opinions that really doesn't serve the purpose of what I'm doing that me and God have to deal with. And so very much so this year, when things happen or I'm triggered or I'm overwhelmed or I have a lot of things going on or I'm beating myself up about something, my first reaction is to go to my accountability. But my 
my behavior change now is I got to go to God. Practically, what that looks like is I'm going to go and I'm going to sit somewhere or be actively moving and doing this and talking to God about everything I'm feeling. And I'm just like spewing it out like wildfire. And then I take a couple of minutes, pause, do something else. Like today, I went into my prayer closet, spewed out how I felt for like 10 minutes, stopped, went to go get some more coffee, came back and sat quietly. Immediately, almost immediately, God was like, go to the word for this. And he gave me exactly what I needed. And I was able to start my day. Now, that would have been me spending 15, 20 minutes talking to other people. Not to say there's another time and place for that, because I do believe that is true. But for me in this season, Roslyn, right now in this moment, there has to be a quietness and a closeness to God in some intimate ways. But when it comes to self-sabotage, y'all, worry becomes a thing where you stay in your mind. And you just can't do that when it comes to certain things. You have to you have to trust what the word says about casting your cares. Casting your cares is the spew out. And for me, that was the spew out. Like I just was venting to him about something that didn't even make sense to me at the time that I was saying, but he gave me word in the Bible that I didn't even know was there. And so as this is, I'm talking through this, I really want you to be mindful that self-sabotage can be a very sneaky, small thing that can come up, but it can rise to the surface and you may not even know that you're dealing with it. It's so heavily tied to our belief system. So I really want you to be mindful of this as you are taking steps this year. Next week, I'm going to talk to you all about procrastination and how some of these connect. If you are interested in wanting to work through overcoming the four reasons why self-sabotage and procrastination are stopping you, definitely sign up for my free class. The link to um, the sign up will be in the show notes. It's completely free. Um, I will be sending all the information out to you and I promise you, you will really leave and have way more information about how these things are stopping you. So if you are someone that's interested, definitely sign up, but that's all for this week, y'all. I just wanted to give you something really quick. I shared a little bit more than I thought I was going to share, girl, and I pray that this was so helpful for you. Again, if you are someone that loves the podcast, definitely leave me a review in the show notes. It always makes me so happy. Share the podcast with someone you know. Share it with three or four people that you know are really going to enjoy it or really need help with self-sabotage. And I hope this podcast was helpful to you, sis, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.